Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Hatchback Heroes and today we continue our chat with Eva from The Choice to Change. Previously we spoke to Eva about how she began the charity, how she became involved. We also learned about the people involved with her, especially Sunil, who plays an active role with the children and their families. In this episode we'll hear more about the school in particular, plus we'll hear about how Eva manages to stay focused and maintain her motivation. Uh, we'll also hear about um, fundraising that's taking place already and how we can actually donate uh, to Choice to Change in the future. So Eva, previously we spoke about what the children are actually being taught, most importantly English, but also things like general hygiene, like food and health and so forth. Do you see this translating across to their parents now? Or are they definitely the yes, yeah, definitely okay. yes. And we do have parental meetings also once a month. So okay. we were having adult class. These classes would teach them how to read and count because many of them they oh, would need nice. it. So we would also spend a certain time with parents every month. I think it's definitely important that the rest of the family can learn also about what their children are learning so they can understand and then hopefully encourage for the future. So in, in the mornings, child wakes up, moves yeah. with their family. What happens? They get picked up by the bus? No, so because the school is based in slums, most of the children are able to walk in. A lot of children, they wake up around 5 o'clock and have a little job, you know, which there are oh, not I many, see. but they are able to support families. Let's say they have a newspaper run and they're just, okay. you know, earning a little bit of that, but not many. Average child would just wake up, if they have something to eat, they would eat together or yeah. they just go put the uniform on and they just come into the school. Okay. The school starts okay. at 8 o'clock and they are there till 3. So in the school we're okay. able to provide breakfast, milk before lunch, then lunch, mm. and then afternoon sometime we have a biscuit. So mm. we were a couple of years running the milk campaign during yeah. Ramadan, so we would collect the milk powder. So that ah, would be just for the breakfast or yeah. for the, the main break. They would get a milk, which is actually one of the big things that attract them to come back. In the beginning, when we didn't serve the food, we found out that they didn't come back to school because they were forced by the family to go on the street, get a money, in order to get something on the table for the yeah. family. Right. So we were very much focused on the lunch program and that started in 2013 and that changed completely the game. It really was... It's incentive, I guess. Yeah, big time, big time. So when they come to the schools, they're there until three o'clock, mm. they're getting the food. Some of them, they're able to also get a shower because, okay. you know, cleaning in the, in the slums, it's not that accessible and it's easy to do for many of them. Uh, we have a nurse that would help them in terms of checkups. Some of them are sick, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. we do have medicine run and checkups done by her mm. regularly. We do have a pharmaceutical company based in Bangladesh that it's giving us free medication, so oh. we don't need to cover that. Yeah. We have also free visits of the doctors helping us. We have a free uniforms uh, given us by B2P Group. Uh, these are services that are not able to access at home. And the, what happened was that through my visits every six weeks, I was able to get connected to people based in Bangladesh. My main right. focus was to, to build a network of individuals that are based there and they can really help us. So these companies are able to really support what we're doing. On a day-to-day -day basis for you, you're, you're not based in Dhaka. You also have a family here. So how do you keep up your efforts? How do you manage to stay focused? and and driven by this, is it, it must be tough. 
So my focus was a little bit more towards my own family because I was pregnant and I was you know, about to deliver a baby. Then I felt like, how am I going to do this long term? How is it going to be? So then I turned towards this ultimate higher power and I felt like, you know what, when we started it, I know that somebody will come, something will happen for us to maintain and to keep going. So I was very happy that one month before my delivery, when I felt like, you know, I'll kind of check out for a couple of weeks or months from the charity work and focus on my newborn, that I was able to meet Farouk randomly and his Bangladeshi origin. And he was able to pull together a campaign online, which gave us in six weeks $30,000. Wow. Imagine that. So it was something that I really felt that even though you feel low and it's like, okay, this is just my time, yeah? My priority was the family and mm. it really was just to focus and just switch off and say, fine, it's going to be taken care of somehow. There are days when you feel down because you do not have the direct access to it. You know, I just feel like sometimes when, you, when you're just not in that right mindset, it would be yeah. easier to motivate yourself by being there. And that's what's nice, you know, if you, let's say, work in the hospital and, and you're facing that patient, you know exactly why you're there. You know, it motivates you, it kind of kicks yeah. you back because yeah. that's exactly what you need. There are days when I feel like it's just too far or it just, it's been too long, it's, this is difficult. I go back and I have to just box that mind and that thought and put mm. it into the box and say, like, okay, this is negative, it doesn't help. Mm. I need to help myself by looking at the pictures, you know, of the children yeah, yeah. or calling Sunil. Just click you back or into just, reality. You know, yeah. Exactly. And that's that. I think that's important in anything that we do. Even as a cabin crew, you know, you go to this amazing destination, you have this fantastic life that everybody would like to have, but you are tired, you have fatigue. And nobody understands, you know, you have those days where you feel kind of like, okay, this is too much, this is difficult, yeah. so what are you doing then? You know, you need to protect yourself, of course, sometimes it helped me to just like step back, go for a swim, or just go to the gym, or just do something nice for yourself, or retail therapy, or whatever, whatever it can <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, yeah. you know, to kind of wake you up and say, like, okay, this is why I'm here, this is what I do, and that yeah. makes it easier to keep going. I have a partner here who is helping me to basically take care of everything that is necessary in terms of fundraising or any PR related activities here in UAE. His full name is Mohamed Law and he owns a company called DMS and he has been an essential help. We met him through one of the fundraisers and he became involved since 2013. And he's very much like focusing on uh, raising awareness, you know, okay. amongst his friends. And yeah. whatever party he's throwing, it's always a jar. It's like, okay, guys, if you want to do something, I'm going to Dhaka, I'm supporting this charity. He's been very big and essential part in terms of fundraising, in terms of building up our website, because his company also does a lot of marketing. Moet's also bringing a lot of friends to Bangladesh to visit the not cabin crew, but it's 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 a different profile of visitors. Okay. Uh, let's say that would be teachers from the schools and his colleagues or anybody who knows about the charity or knows yeah, about yeah, yeah. the charity. So it's great to see the community coming together, not only as a yeah. cabin crew, but also my focus was very much, you know, staying around the cabin crew. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that a lot of people that would like to be involved and thanks God we were able to access those mm -hmm. too. 
and I believe Muhammad was involved in a special video online. Yeah, he did that free of charge. Etihad flew them for free, so we've got a free ticket. I also contacted Fly Dubai. We got free tickets for one of the journalists coming in. I was not really able to be in touch with Emirates because I was Etihad crew, so we didn't really approach. But there's just so much that can be done, you know, just like yeah. in terms of meetings and in terms of really getting yeah. in kind donation. In regards to this video, we welcome anyone listening to this podcast to check out that video that they have done on on the website. It's called A, a Tale of Two Boys. It's really quite an insight, uh, insightful video. We did that with the school in Abu Dhabi. It was Bisat School. It was really interesting because it's a true story. The child read an article about our charity in Abu Dhabi Week and came back to school and encouraged other children to run the fundraiser. Wow. So it really happened. So that video, it's actually a, a true story. And I must say that what surprised me the most was the support that we got was from children. They were so passionate, you know, children that they were based here in Dubai or in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And they would encourage others to, to yeah. do something, you know. So let's say we had a little boy who was just selling a pizza. He mm. would oversell like 30 dirhams per piece of pizza in school. <laughs> he was able to make 1,500 dirhams just like that in one day. Oh, yeah, and he donated wow. to, to us. So that was in Al Raha uh, school. BSAT was this uh, donation of the books. Friends of Yasmina School in Abu Dhabi, they would organize the trip of parents going to the slums of Dhaka and actually mm. handing over the, the funds that they've been able to raise with the kids. Yeah. For the kids. Wow. So okay. that was actually very powerful. Yeah. Of I'm, I'm so it makes it extremely powerful because of the fact that I guess it's more of an innocent thing. This is children coming up with this whole idea, one child coming up with this, this whole scheme. Do you think more can be done from adults if it's if it's just businesses or governments around the world or from the Bangladeshi government? Can can more be done or is they doing it as much as they can? I think everybody is trying to do their best. I'm trying to be positive at this point and mm. being thankful and grateful for whatever we received so far. Yeah. What is very infectious is the is the passion that you get from the children. When they're excited, they just want to do so much. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we should learn as adults, course, you know, to, yeah. to see that positive side and being so enthusiastic and not skeptical and not discouraged and not negative, you know, to see that passion in their eyes, to mm. really be able to do something for those children in Bangladesh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's something that I wish for adults or in, in companies to do more because there are yeah. so much sources out there and the small charities like us, they need mm. help of organizations, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a priority, but there are other ways how to succeed or how to maintain. Yeah, that's it. What we, what we need in terms of the sponsorship and in terms of the support is to cover the salaries and the rent. Our ultimate budget is $82,000 for the whole year to maintain yeah. everything. 47% is just the salaries, 20% will be the rent, and then we do cover the lunch program. So that's already 80% gone, and then the rest is just for supplies. Is there a way to make things cheaper in regards to property perhaps? We do not own the building. So one of the downsides, if you open the charity somewhere else and you own the property, you don't need to pay for the rent. Imagine if you want to buy a place in Dhaka, in slums, it's actually more expensive than to buy a flat in Dubai. It's, it's the truth because of the density of the population. They're fighting for each centimeter of that land. It's so expensive. This is one of the, the feasibility studies that we tried. We basically went through each and every part that can be done. Lower the budget, focus mm. on what needs to be done. This is 
almost mission impossible. So if in the future we'll be able to get in touch with the government or entity and say, you know what, can you just give us a room? Because we started in the shack. Yeah. We started in the shack, which is the slum. You know, mm. just like you can see that it's, it's nothing. What do you have now? But now, now we now, have, so. now this is a proper building, which yeah. is rented. It's a, it's a four-story building and we're renting three stories of those. So it's, oh, wow. it's including kitchen, it's a shower facility, it's a proper toilet. The mm. kids are able to actually learn about, you know, hygiene. We do have yeah. laundry services, so they do have a cleaning of the uniform yeah. once a month. So we do these things because it's important to teach them just the basics because mm. they do not get that in yeah, the slums. Okay. Also the idea of brushing the teeth, they have no idea. Most of the people you see that they're brushing the teeth with the sticks. You know, so there are things that are so normal for us. It's very big deal for the kids to be able to access a clean building with people that teach them how to be, you know, polite around the table, like how to eat from the plate, how to shower. It's a basic care that where I feel that it's really making a big progress and they can bring that into their families. So that's why we're saying one child per family. And yeah. it's, it's actually fair in terms of, you know, seeing the community as a whole. It doesn't just need to be money, does it? It can be, as you said, in kind, it can be a, a skill that you have or items that you have. It can be anything, can't it, really? It can, can help in some way. Yeah. So in-kind donation were handled by a foundation called Eurobridge Foundation. And that's where it's actually interesting to mention. Kevin Cruz from various airlines were able to actually gather those items that we requested, let's say it would be stationaries or it would yeah. be scissors. We did the scissors campaign with uh, Abu Dhabi Post Connect, a group of volunteers that they pulled this campaign together. Then we would have Aerobridge Foundation, which is actually bringing together cabin crew from different airlines, majority were from, from Emirates, but NATA as an organization, they would be just you know going through that. So it would be different airlines also, mm. where we had this yellow packages, that they would take from Dubai to Dhaka whenever they have layover. And there was okay. like a duffel bag in hotel where they were staying. It would be filled every week. It would be just like two or three set of crew who would come in. And that's how we'd be, you know, actually yeah, yeah. arranging the, wow. the in-kind donation. So everybody could take their part. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was actually a really, really yeah, cool nice. project. And there's so many things that can be done. Yeah. With the finances, if someone wants to sponsor a child or send money, how do they know that this money is going to go to the foundation. So this was a crucial point for me when I started charity. I wanted to make sure that we are 100% doing what we promised to the donor and to the child. Mm. Because I felt that my money has been used for something that, you know, it's been promised, but it was not delivered. Oh. At this moment, what we have and yearly what we're running is the audits that is requirement by the government also as, as a charity to be able to be registered and to, to have proper paperwork in place. We have KPMG that does our audit okay. on a yearly basis. Yeah. So this submission is done and it's it's actually pro bono work. Oh wow, you know, okay. It's also, we don't, we don't pay for the audit. One thing I wanted to mention, which was we were able to be very transparent with money thanks to Kevin Crow because mm. as we started, we didn't have a stabilization bank account, none of this. It was just the Excel sheet. So I would, let's say, use the, the visits of the cabin crew for delivering the funds 
in Bangladesh and also if they were able or interested to give us certain funds, we would just then see whether it was recorded there or not. So it kind of like a secret shopping project, which was excellent, you mm. know. So Kevin Curler really like an essential part for us to, okay, if I give them this, does it appear in the log? So building the trust with the community and with the team over there was yeah. also thanks to the people that they just took their time and went there. Yeah. So that was excellent. These little things that makes a big difference in a scale of really doing something bigger in the end. Yeah, okay. okay. Another one, it's a legal advisory firm called Clyde & Co. Okay. Yeah, so they do legal advisory for us yeah. here in UAE. Wow. So there is numerous companies that they try to do their best and, you know, trying to support us. Mm. So transparency was really much the, the very important key, not only delivering as best as we can in terms of education. Another thing that was also important is that we are very neutral. This is educational project, this is not religious project. So mm. our teachers and the staff that's been chosen and been selected very carefully, they are coming from a different religious background. Yeah. So we do have Christians, we have Muslims, we have Hindus, and we have also non-religious stuff. Right, so in okay. that sense, you you know that these charities very neutral, with very big focus on delivering the best without alternatives. Now I know you didn't want to specify any children before, but can you describe to us how they are today, like the growth they've experienced since what's that seven eight years ago? Is it Let's possible? say <laughs> it, it is possible. Let's say my close closest to my heart was Salim. And unfortunately, he is not with us anymore because he was one of the oldest children yeah, and okay. he's an orphan. So he got an opportunity to work, so it's fine. In grade eight, he left. But I'm very happy that he was able to succeed at least, you know, okay. these eight years completed. Wow. And it was fantastic for me to, to see the progress. You know, you, you meet a child who you don't understand what mm. he's saying. And then in the wow. end, when he's leaving, he's able to be you know, talking to you fluently in English. And yeah. I know that he will never get lost in life. And it's mm. his choice. Yeah, Whether he wants to go the right way or not the right way, yeah. it's still gifts being given to him. Yeah. And it's up to him to use it. He was very close to my heart. You have a child that it's supporting his mother because he lost his father. So mm, okay. he needs to work and he needs to study. And I know that he struggled a little bit at uh, school, but he's motivated to make a difference. So yeah, there are children that I say they're very close to my heart, but they all are, and that's why yeah, I don't want to say more in, in that sense because they they all very precious. So after school each day, they just go home. They they do certain jobs as well. Are you are you worried for them after school each day, or Sanil is he curious about what they're doing after school? There, it's not safe, absolutely not. That the location of the school is very close, so no matter what they're going through and they need help, they always can knock on the door of the school, okay. which sure. is great. You know, you can be constantly worried that you're going to have a car accident tomorrow, but it's never going to happen. You know, no, you just course. have to deal with whatever, yeah. you know, one day at a time. And yeah. uh, it was very overwhelming feeling at the beginning when I felt like, oh, there are so many that need help. Mm. No, you need to focus. Mm. You need to focus what's important. This is the group that you choose, and this is your responsibility. Instead of being overwhelmed, that many children need help. Mm. For me, it was that the, the the group to focus on is the same thing. Like, what what if something like that happened? Yes, of course, yeah. we're living in the dangerous, you know, times, and uh, kidnapping is happening. You know, there's just so much that uh, yeah. that is happening. Also, that what I'm saying about selling, we lost him because of the bad influence of the son. Mm. We know that. 
But yeah. at the same time, I see that as a positive thing that will turn one day, he will realize. Some of them, they will they will achieve, you know, the level of education that I want for them, which will be the you know, university. Yeah. But those that they will not, at least they will be able to succeed and do much better than they would do otherwise. On that, in terms of the children, mate, they've got big dreams. I noticed on their mini biographies, probably a good half dozen want to be doctors. From your perspective, for the charity perspective, what do you think is the, what's, what's the plan or the goal for these children in the long term? Okay, yeah, it's English, but is there big desires for now or is it still like a long term plan, like five years to, to grow? I just want to live in reality and the reality is that we depend on the money, you know, and the financial support that we've got. Mm. We do not have a big organization that would just send us, you know, here you go, $80,000 a year and that's it, you know, mm. that would be a, a dream. It's difficult. For, for us as a foundation, what is very in, important to get is to have the running cost in place. Yeah. So we're not there yet. We do not have sustainable projects that would support us to be actually not dependent on the donations that comes from the outside. Yeah. So that's difficult. So for me, what is important and what my dream is about to keep us going, you know, make sure that we're running and the school is there, the team is there. The children know that they're getting at least what we provided until now. Of course, I would love to have you know more destinations, or, but mm. no, this is my priority. That those are children, you know, that they need help, and it's a small charity, it's a small organization. It's it's hard work to, to get people together and really motivate them enough and, and get sponsorship. But it's still, you know, this is what it is, and I'm happy that we were able to pull this together as a team to have visitors coming in. Really, it makes so much difference if we have people that just want to see what life it's about in slums or somewhere, you know, yeah. around the world, which is easy, uh, you know, to read about, but it's difficult to access. Mm. So I would encourage anybody to really use the sure. town wisely. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, we, as I said before, like, we come from places where you just don't have a clue about what goes on yeah. in these, I guess, third world countries, other parts yeah. of the world where there's just no funds, no finance, no, no support. We, we worry every day. I don't have the, uh, the most up-to-date phone, I don't have the most up-to-date car, or I didn't buy enough this yesterday, I'll go get it today. It's just, yeah. it's so simple for us. It is. But we just forget. I guess for people that are living elsewhere in, in whatever country you might be in, I guess the best thing is just to visit the website which is um, thechoicetochange.org. You can see the information about all the children. You can see how the school works, photos of it, all sorts of different things. And you can really get a great insight into what this amazing charity is doing over there. Uh, so I welcome you to go on online to check it out. People, they can donate direct to the website or they need to sponsor a child or is it just... Yeah, so on our website you have a sponsorship so you can you can actually go through the description of each and every student and you can read about them a little bit. You can decide if you want to sponsor them monthly or you want to sponsor them yearly mm. and ultimately get in touch with them. Yeah. And also, if whether you have a time to, to go there, access it, you can meet them in person. So if you want to go there, just go to the website, contact um, yes. Sunil specifically. Yes. Or Sunil, you can email him. You can also email me on eva at the choice to change that org. So 
we can arrange that time where it's going to be picked up from the hotel. Yeah, can anyone anybody. come? Anyone yeah, any, come as well, so we welcome that. Yeah. C2C is located in Natul Bazar, which is very close to the airport. So whoever would like to visit us, it is possible. It's actually 25 minutes away from the airport. We had over 1,200 visitors coming and, and you know accessing the school. So that wow. location we picked was very good because you can you have a you have a layover. You just want to get in. You just book the time slot and say, I'm coming. We will get you from the hotel. And you can see, you know, children that you're interested to support. You, yeah. you can see exactly the way they live in the in the slums because it's not easy for foreigners to come and access the slums. It's also dangerous because that's ultimately as a community. You know, there are certain problems. It's very yeah. safe to contact our director who is based in Bangladesh and they will yeah. take you. So Eva, thank you so much for letting me hear your, your story. It's been a real pleasure. It's an amazing job that you're doing with, with you and your crew over in Dhaka. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nick, for having me. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Hatrack Heroes. Now don't forget you can visit the Choice to Change either on the website at thechoicetochange.org or by actually visiting the school in Dhaka, Bangladesh. We'll be back again in two weeks, uh, Monday the, what is that, the Monday the 16th <laughs> uh, of December. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you again soon.